Brian Reynolds here, guys. I wanted to take a couple of minutes. Uh, there's some breaking news, and I wanted to share that with you and try to give you a little insight or at least something for you to think about as a practicing appraiser. Um, if you haven't uh, been made aware yet, there has been an MLS attack, and I'm gonna share a couple of uh, little snippets on that. It's wider spread than what we thought initially, uh, but my understanding is there are appraisers, real estate agents, anyone that uses an MLS service in particular locations that are presently locked out. They don't have access to the tools that they need to do their job. And I think um, not only is this concerning, I think there's some appraisers out there trying to trying to solve valuation problems in a method without the MLS. And we'll talk about that in just a minute. Let's let's look over real quick. Uh, here you can see cyber cyber attack hits national multiple listing system provider. And this is uh, Rapatoni is the name of the provider. Uh, you could do a Google search and find out all kinds of information on this. But as I continue to uncover or unpeel this onion, I'm finding more and more information. So this is on August the 9th, 2023, cyber attack against Rapatoni Corporation disabled real estate multiple listing services hosted on the company's server at least 34 MLS systems in 12 states remain affected as of Monday, August 14th. So uh, you can see the, uh, the little illustration that we have up on the screen right now. Uh, there's, there's various states, uh, various states running from, from uh, all the way to California from New Jersey, right? So it's kind of across the country, uh, down in uh, Florida, parts of Texas. I mean, it's all over the place and it's very widespread. So let's talk about this for a minute because this could, if you're in one of those affected uh, locations, this could impact you as an appraiser. And I want to talk about it for a minute. You know, uh, back in the day, we didn't have MLS. <laughs> there was no such thing. Uh, there was no such thing as the internet. Uh, they published these little books, and and we got the we got the quarterly sales book. And then, if you wanted more recent information, you'd have to go into a broker's office and say, "Hey, can I can I look at your active listing books?" And you'd look at their active listing books and page through those. And then the very back, they would show some uh, weekly sales, and that's that's how we had to do our job. Um, but over the last many years, a couple of decades probably, we've we've had the MLS, and um, it's been a, a great resource for us, and that's where you and I go for our data almost on a daily basis. So trying to navigate the appraisal process without data that normally is readily available via a click of a button is going to be a really challenging environment right now. In fact, it might be wise to push back and say, look, I'm kind of hostage right now. I mean, I can do some preliminary research. I can go out and visit the subject property, but I just don't have the tools readily available that I normally have in order to do my job. So we probably need to set this aside until these come back online so that I don't miss anything. 
I, I don't, you know, we are charged via USPAP to create credible assignment results. And if you don't have the tools necessary, then you may need to withdraw from the assignment or ask your client for some understanding. Let's put this on hold until it comes back online. Let's look at what USPAP says, and then we'll look at these pre-printed forms, and we'll talk about some possible solutions, uh, but, but this is really ultimately going to be a business decision how you proceed if you proceed with this. So on my screen right now, we have the current edition of USPAP. And this is standards rule 1-4, where we're talking about the various approaches to value. ABC uh, talk about the sales comparison, the cost approach, and the income approach. When they're necessary, you have to do it. But I want to look right above that. If you look at line item 520, so this is uh, on, um, what page am I on? I'm on page 18 of your current edition of USPAP, if you want to look it up yourself. And I'm on line item 517. Let's start there. It says standards rule 1-4 approaches to value. Line item 518 goes on to say, in developing a real property appraisal, an appraiser must collect, verify, and analyze all information necessary for credible assignment results. So, if you need that data in order to achieve credible assignment results and that data is not available, well, unless you have an alternate method of, of getting data and verifying data in order to achieve credible assignment results, then you have little option. You have no option you're going to have to wait or you're going to have to withdraw from the assignment. It's just that simple. Now, I did a little search for MLS, and if you've got the searchable portion of, of USPAP, you see up here I put MLS and I just hit enter, and man, how cool is that? It, it navigates every reference in this publication of where you can find MLS, right? And so I jumped down to... Oh, this last one here. A reviewer noted that the real property appraisal report did not include an analysis of a sale of the subject property that had occurred six months prior to the effective date. The sale was reported and the local MLS, which is available to appraisers in the area and to which most are subscribing. When contacted about the matter, the appraiser stated that he did not subscribe to the MLS. Is this an appropriate response? The answer is no. The fact that the individual appraiser does not subscribe to this data source does not excuse the lack of analyses. Now, guys, I, I, I know that's different, right? We're, we're, we're talking about, in this example, subscribing uh, versus many of you are subscribers. It's just, it's been attacked. Uh, it's, it's down. They're holding it hostage, right? Uh, so I understand that's a little bit different circumstance, but I don't want you to try to navigate your way through an appraisal problem and turn a report in, even if a client's giving you a hard time about it, I need this report, and do a sloppy job. 
get less than credible assignment results. And and I've heard that there's some appraisers out there saying, well, I'm just going to put a disclaimer in, disclaimer in there, subject to change, right? No, <laughs> you can't, you can't, you, nowhere in USPEP says, uh, you know, you could try to get credible assignment results, but it's okay if you put a disclaimer in there that says subject to change. Nowhere is that in your minimum requirements. So it doesn't matter how creative you try and get, there's some things you just can't do. You know, I've been on record many times saying that you as the practicing appraiser can do almost anything. And I really mean that. You can do almost anything. USPEP is extremely flexible. I'm teaching a class here in a few minutes on diversifying your practice, and I'm preaching that uh, throughout the curriculum. You can do almost anything. You can take your appraiser hat off and serve in another role. Just don't misrepresent. You can do this and you can do that, right? But I did, I've never said the appraiser can do anything. I said you can do almost anything. With scope of work, extraordinary assumption, hypothetical conditions, you can do almost anything. That doesn't mean you can do anything. And this is one of those examples where you better proceed with caution. All right. Now I want to show you one more thing before I let you go. This is the report that many of you use, most, most residential appraisers, certainly doing work that will ultimately be sold to Fannie Mae or Freddie Mac, use this form, right? This is the current URAR, Uniform Residential Appraisal Report form. Many of you fill this out every day, okay? But it's important, if you haven't already, that you take a look at it, all right? So when I get down to the certification, and I want, I want to remind you that when you sign this certification, this is your ethical obligation. It's like you're raising your hand and swearing that you did all these things. So if you didn't do it, don't sign it. So look at item number four. I developed my opinion of the market value of the real property that is the subject of this report based on the sales comparison approach to value. Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac require that you do the sales comparison approach. They will not buy a loan unless the sales comparison approach has been performed. I, I know FHA will not insure a loan in which the sales comparison approach has not been performed, and I'm pretty sure VA will not guarantee a loan that the sales comparison approach has not been performed. So you got to do a sales comparison approach. I have adequate comparable market data to develop a reliable sales comparison approach for this appraisal assignment. I further certify that I considered the cost and income approaches to value, but did not develop them unless otherwise indicated in the report. Okay, so that's our disclosure that we didn't do, probably didn't do cost and income. But look at that. I have adequate comparable market data to develop a reliable sales comparison approach for this assignment. It doesn't say I have... I have adequate uh, data as long as the MLS isn't down. <laughs> it doesn't say that. It says you have that data, okay? So if you could get the data somewhere else, we'll talk about that in a second. But I want to go down to number 12. Let's look at number 12 right here. I am aware of and have access to the necessary and appropriate public, hello, and private data sources, such as MLS. 
tax assessor records, public land, and other sources of data in the area in which the property is located. I have access to public and private, such as MLS. Now, it doesn't say, it says such as, so that probably gives you a little wiggle room. I get it. But it's certainly implying that you have access to the MLS. And guys, I know normally you do. This is beyond your control. You know, I remember several years ago, Tennessee suffered a flood. I mean, bad, but it did not get the news coverage that it should have gotten. It, it was really, really bad. And I had appraisers calling me up and saying, hey, I, I, I want to ask you about some language because I got a client and the client's wanting me to do a disaster inspection. And I, I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. I said, you have a client right now wanting to order and have you go out and do a disaster? Yeah, yeah. I said, you're in the middle of the disaster. What are you going to do? Take a boat out to the subject property? Tell them they need to back off and wait a minute that your city is currently experiencing the disaster. Don't even think. Take care of yourself. Take care of your family. Take care of your friends and loved ones. Take care of your community. <laughs> You're in the middle of this thing. So guys, let's, let's talk about those of you that, that I can do it. All right, maybe you can. I mean, we used to do it without MLS. If you've got public records, you can, you can pull information from your assessor's office. You can pull information from the clerk's office, whether it be online or whether you... I have parts of, of my communities where I have to physically still go in and pull these things. Luckily, most of them are online now. But let's say you get that data. At least where I'm setting, our data is not great. I mean, it might give me the square footage and it might be right and it might be wrong. It might give me the room count and might be correct, might be incorrect. I can pull the deed and see the parties of the transaction. So if you're able to track them down and call the buyer or call the seller, that's great. Maybe you could do that. It's certainly not going to tell you who the listing agent was or who the selling agent was. It's going to be a very burdensome task into the heck most people don't have a home phone now back in the day you could dial information 411 yeah what give me john smith's number over on elm street and you could call them i did that a lot but now most people have cell phones it's hard to find somebody's phone number these days how are you going to verify that data well brian i'll go knock on the door okay perfect I think we would all agree, whatever option you choose to do, it's going to take a lot more time and a lot more work to do proper due diligence in order to make sure you're adhering with the applicable development as well as reporting requirements of USPAP without these tools that we've become very accustomed to use on a daily basis. And then finally, how are you going to verify listing stuff? Maybe the house down the street just came up for sale. How will you know that? So there's a lot of concerns. I know it's a trying time. We're already in trying times. If you're in one of these markets affected, 
My heart goes out to you. I'm sorry this has happened to you. This is another obstacle when we're already down. We feel like we're being kicked again. I, I, I totally understand that. But just be patient. You'll get through this. I, I, you know, you, you've got to understand these boards are trying to get their, their MLS data back up, whether they switch providers. I've heard some are looking at switching providers. Know that there's no magical safety words that you can put in your appraisal report to protect you if you're using data that has not been verified and ends up in a non-credible appraisal and thereby probably will also be a misleading appraisal report. Ultimately, it's a business decision. It's a business decision of how you want to handle this. I'm trying to give you a gentle nudge to be very careful if you're going to do something in an alternative manner, please proceed with caution. Hang in there. You'll get through this. Something that you'll talk about in years from now. But right now, I know it's a real problem. It's a trying problem. And I'm sorry this has happened to you in your market area. I want to thank my sponsor, LI Administrators and Insurance, for their continued support of the Appraisal Update podcast. This is a breaking news alert. Brought to you by Appraisal Learning. I'm your host, Brian Reynolds, the Appraisal Update Podcast. Thank you very much for listening. The Appraisal Update Podcast is brought to you by Appraiser E Learning.